Hey, today we have a special bonus episode on International Women's Day, which is March 8th. So for all the fabulous, strong, wonderful, powerful school leaders that are female, thank you for showing up and showing out and how you contribute to school leadership. Uh, everyone will benefit despite your gender from today's conversation, um, but this is a special episode for women in school leadership. And we're going to dive into the topics uh, with my friend Kareen Veldhorn that, that women in leadership face uh, and some of the challenges that might be invisible to me, a guy in school leadership. Uh, so I really enjoyed this conversation. Again, happy International Women's Day. And this is Daniel from the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box leaders making change happen in education. We're glad you're here. And enjoy the rest of the show right after this short message from our show sponsors. Deliver on your school's vision with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership, an online professional development program that bridges the fields of education and business. Courses include leading change, leading schools, and leading people. Apply today at hgse.me forward slash leader. That's hgse.me forward slash leader. Hey, hey, Ruckus Maker. My friends over at Smart have developed a research back tool that will show you not only your strengths and weaknesses, but where you should strategically focus your energy in order to drive better results for your students. This tool is called the EdTech Assessment Tool, and you can take it at smarttech.com forward slash profile. Take the EdTech Assessment Tool at smarttech.com forward slash profile. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizeBinder.com. Hey there, Ruckus Makers. I am uh, joined by a, a good friend and member of the Mastermind. We've known each other for years. Uh, I think this is her second appearance on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Um, she's created for the School Leadership Series, and you'll hear more. We have some interesting things in the works for you. Uh, but let me introduce Kareen Beldhorn, uh, a master's in education and the founder of Learn Forward. She's a creative force in education. She's also the chief learning officer at Willowstone Academy, the CEO of Niteo Africa, a former education consultant for Fresh Grade and a modern day pilgrim. When Kareen is not carving new paths for education, you'll find her at the lake with a good book. She didn't put this in the bio, but I think maybe with a glass of wine as well. So I don't know. <laughs> Kareen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Danny. You are right about that. Um, and I'm so pleased to be here and serving all of your listeners and um, the Better Leaders, Better Schools community. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for um, being here with us. And, and I want to frame a, a little bit of our conversation in the sense that, you know, we want to talk today specifically about the needs that women have in educational leadership and definitely want to dig into more of your story, maybe touch on some invisible challenges or at least invisible to me that women might face in leadership. And, you know, we'll get, go through a, a variety of other things as well. You know, the thing that started this all off for me is um, 
I put a tweet out. So I was researching for my new book and I was looking at the uh, content piece of um, belonging because I've designed this proprietary process for the mastermind. The ABC is a powerful professional development. Authenticity, belonging, and challenge, in my view, leads to life and leadership transformation. So belonging, there's a number of things you can do to build that within a community and professional development. One of those ways is creating inclusive environments. And I just had a question. Well, what does that look like in school leadership? How many women are teachers, principals, superintendents? And what I found was that 76% of teachers are women. Uh, 52% of principals are women. And a quarter of superintendents are women. So I put that out there, just the objective facts. And that tweet took off, unlike any other sort of uh, social media post I've ever put out there. Hundreds and hundreds of likes, retweets, comments. And I said, there's something interesting going on here. And so that was a lot of me talking. The rest of the show is going to be about you. But I think that's an important context, you know, for the listener to understand uh, why we're moving in the direction we are. So that said, Kareen, I'd like to invite you to, to tell the ruckus maker listening just about your experience as a female leader in education. Thanks, Danny. I am, am aware of that tweet, and I'm excited to be part of this conversation. Uh, for me, my journey started as a very young woman leader in education, and it started over 15 years ago. And as a woman, I felt both underqualified and um, somewhat uh, insecure about my step forward into leadership. It was at a time that coincided with graduate school and um, the breakdown of my first marriage. And it was really difficult. And I made a ton of mistakes. I always joke in the mastermind that I learn everything the hard way. And so I have these experiences that were really um, pretty challenging. And from there, I knew that I had to rebuild my life. I had to um, step forward in my leadership and, and really, in some senses, rebuild the confidence that I needed to lead my school community effectively. And I'm certain that in that journey, my first kind of way of being was, okay, one day at a time. And I had this saying, like, just get up, dress up and show up. <laughs> and so that was some days, the thing that I would just speak as a mantra to get going. And I also learned in that season that was both challenging and transformative, as we know, all challenges are, or can be for sure, is um, to ask these really important questions. And they've become part of the fabric of, of Learn Forward and the work that I do in education more broadly. And those two questions are, what matters most and what's the next right thing? And those questions really helped propel me as a leader and as a woman and as a mother who was rebuilding her life. So now I have just... A, a new story. It's a new narrative for my work. And it has been a long journey. It didn't happen overnight. And 
I have the privilege of serving at Willowstone Academy. So I love that I am linked arms with all of our school leaders throughout the world. And I also have the opportunity to build out this um, model and educational philosophy that I call Learn Forward and aligns with my book. And, and the work that I do in East Africa is also just so fulfilling. But what's curious to me is that I don't ever walk into leadership context thinking, well, this is going to be more challenging because I'm a woman. And yet in so many contexts, I am reminded that it remains more challenging for me. And it's, it's somewhat of a surprise because I don't naturally think in that gender lens. And yet I do often encounter that gender lens. So I, I feel like what's a stir and, and really for all equity seeking populations, not just women, but all equity seeking populations is really exciting. And it's an exciting conversation to be a part of. And I, I just really am grateful um, to offer whatever experiences I can to to move us forward in, and particularly in education. It's a nice segue too. you know, you talked about challenges and, and I mentioned that in the intro, but I'm curious what one challenge or, or a few, feel free to share what you'd like, but I'm, I'm interested in invisible challenges, invisible to me and other male uh, members of the ruckus maker community here. But yeah, what do women in educational leadership face that I might not see? The challenge that immediately comes to my mind is the tension that I feel by how I was raised uh, and the values around being a great wife and mother. As I, as I mentioned, I've failed at that in pretty, you know, tender ways. And I always want to honor my children first and foremost. I, I'm grateful for the happy wife and three children that I have. But that tension around being a great mom and being a great leader, it's real. And when my, even now, when my bonus baby, who is currently nine, she says to me, mommy, why do you have to work so much? Those are real questions that I have to hold. It's a pressure that I'm always constantly making meaning of, uh, working to harmonize my work and home life, thinking about new definitions of what is a good mother and how do I embody those new definitions. So I think earlier when I said it's this transformative journey, it really is. It, it's about changing what for many generations has been held as the, the stereotypical, this is what a woman does. And, and certainly that was true in my journey. And I think it's a place of churning for women still as we continue to think about the highest levels of leadership. Because I think we, we are in the workforce, but stepping into greater levels of responsibility, I hear all the time, well, I, I can't do that because I have this family and I have these children and I have these teenagers or I have these babies or whatever. And I think that 
uh, that just really remains a challenge for those um, women who either yearn or are um, knit together in such a way to step into higher levels of leadership. So I think it's a, that it, invisible challenge is important. And I think we need to continue to have open conversations about what that feels like and how to harmonize and balance all of those responsibilities and roles. Thank you for for sharing that challenge. It reminds me of another mastermind member who I I remember her sharing that she feels like she's a better mom to her students than to her own children. That really, um, you know, that hit home and, and I could feel in her voice, right? The heaviness in her heart and, and, um, just like you said, the, the tension, the finding the the balance, making meaning of it. And I think the tip that can apply to all listeners, all ruckus makers, is that you said I have to redefine. And that's such a powerful tool, right? Uh, the power we have in terms of reframing, redefining uh, what success looks like, what does being a good parent look like, a strong leader Whatever it is, play with that. You know, get curious and, and make it your own so that it resonates and, and feels good um, to you. So, from that invisible challenge you shared there, Karina, I'd love to ask you to share. You know, a tip that you have, and maybe it's a tip that you wish you would have known as a novice female school leader. Uh, honestly, Danny, this is a tip that I feel like I just need written on my mirror every day. Period. Every day for all. So it is really around that reframe of who am I as a leader and how do I um, remember the fullness of all my identities and all of my roles and all of the gifts that that gives to my husband and my children. And so I always want to remember that I want all of my three children, I have a son and two daughters, uh, and two are adults and one is still in grade school. Uh, I want all three of them to remember that their mom is a strong and capable woman and even that she has rebuilt her life um, kind of from the ashes, as you will. I want to remember that Another place that I contribute is to my family's financial security, that my children seeing a home life where chores and responsibilities are held in a balanced way between my husband and uh, me. I am so grateful for a husband who's so supportive. And I feel like that's been a real journey for me and, and for us. And he's just... I'm really blessed in that way. And I'm happy that my children see that. I'm happy that my children are invited into independence because that's what they need to do also in their own journey. And that we're disrupting gender stereotypes, that mom's always the one that's making dinner. Um, My husband cooks more than I do probably. And particularly during the week. And we're really grateful to have just all of the chores, all of the home life are both of ours. And so those reminders of, and they're, and they seem like small things, even as I'm speaking them out loud to you, those seem like small things. We're not talking about being powerful out in the workforce. We're talking about how do I have to think about this every day as I make that transition in and out of my home, in and out of my 
my educational leadership roles. And it's a bit of a juggle for all of us. And I'm grateful that I am more aware now than when I started. And I, I, I hope women throughout education who are listening can begin to see themselves with new def- those new definitions and see what they could offer their families and their children that would really powerfully impact their home lives and their um, loved ones as they step into greater roles of leadership. And so that encouragement to keep going is what I hope to offer uh, your listeners today as a tip. Yeah, it's a good, it's a great tip. We got to keep moving forward. And, uh, you know, I'm just remembering a moment when uh, we got to hang out, you know, and and there was uh, David and Grayson and we were in Edinburgh and I think we were having Thai, if I remember correctly. And that was just a really fun fun time. But, you know, you shouted out how he's helpful. And, he, and you know, I'm bringing him up because he is, he's, he's, he compliments you so nicely and you can see the chemistry and the love in your family. But let's give him just a quick shout out. What's a meal that you love that he cooks? Uh, honestly, he does really, really well with our HelloFresh subscription. <laughs> he oh, loves cool. It. Yeah. All right. And honestly, often, I will come through the door at 5 p.m. and the house smells amazing and the dinner is ready (laughs) to be served. And, you know, whatever it is, 5, 5.30. And I'm so grateful because by that point in the day, I'm a bit hangry and and depleted, right? And I need almost to replenish before I can even meet the needs of my family and or begin to connect in, and be present. And so I'm so grateful for how he manages that. And even last night, Danny, it was funny because he had a really big day too. And my parents were joining us. Um, they're part of our bubble right now. And he he was so great. He's like, and I just ordered it in because I, I knew that we we would just need the food to be ready. <laughs> Yeah. Good decision. Way to go, David. So, you know, we're talking a lot about women in leadership and there's a very specific reason for that, which I'm excited to announce to the uh, Ruckus Maker community. And prior to this moment in time, we, we've had uh, four cohorts of the Mastermind. They're all full and we're, we're launching new cohorts in, in 2021. Some will be the traditional cohorts that we already have, which are are mixed and diverse in every way you can think of it. And it's beautiful and we love it. But because of the specific challenges women face and seeing how that one tweet people interacted and there was so much generosity and and discussion around what's going on here uh, and how can we advance school leadership, especially for female leaders. Well, yeah, uh, we're here to say, Karina and I, that we'll be launching a uh, mastermind cohort specific to female-only school leaders. And this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see how it takes off. Uh, it's an experiment we're going to run, and, and we'll just see what we learn and how we can serve. But let me stop talking about the group and turn it to you, pass you the mic, Karine. And why is this group important and why now? Thanks, Danny. I love this opportunity. I am both humbled and um, hungry to serve women in this way. 
I love that you have these diverse groups and, and I'm like what, an inaugural member. I don't know what number I am, but I feel like we um, have been doing mastermind together for a long time, many years. You're in the top 10. I don't remember the number, but I know you're top 10. And it's been such a joy for me. And, and um, this just feels like the next natural step. And I'm so pleased to be a part of this work. I think there's a few reasons why I think this group is so timely. Obviously, we're at this crucial point in history. Um, there's a social call for equity and a cry for equity-seeking populations, including women everywhere um, in the developed world. I believe women are such a hinge point for our work. And, you know, we've struggled in education with um, reform. We've struggled to move the needle on um, how do we get from an industrial model to something fresh for this age of acceleration uh, that we're in. And I think women have to play a really essential role. Their voices need to be heard at the table. They need to be ready to step forward. And I am so pleased about how Mastermind will accomplish that. It will accomplish that transformation. I also think the disruption of the pandemic and the global season of healing and recovery that is uh, really right around the corner. That season will, I think it will be shorter and it will be more effective if women are integral at every level. And, and by integral, I mean every level of education. Um, when I think about policymakers at the heads of departments of education, I think of school and faculties of education in universities that are preparing teachers. I think of um, superintendents, assistant superintendents, and district level leaders. I think of women in in school based um, leadership roles, and even in in para educational roles like consultancies and or charities, similar to. Uh, roles that I hold, I think we have such um, a powerful role to play. And the balance between the masculine and the feminine uh, will serve our students. And that's ultimately, ultimately what I'm all about. I think also um, women are hungry for new ways of meaning making. And we've talked a lot about that already in this conversation. And I believe that a women-only mastermind is a place where we can tend to our inner journey and what's happening inside of us as we step out into roles of power, influence, trust. We, we continue to have to um, grow and change and advance who we are from the inside out. And I think we're, uh, as women, we're really good at that, but we need the space. And, and carving that space out for ourselves is not always easy with the demands of leadership. And so I'm really pleased that this is just, a, it's like an accountability to, hey, 
let's take care of ourselves as we go through this journey of stepping into new opportunities that I believe are there, um, but the change has to come from inside of us. And so this is an exciting time and, and I look forward to connecting with all of the women who are uh, ready. And I hope, I hope this is clear. I don't know if I announced it um, or not. I, I know we announced that it's, it's a women's only mastermind, um, but I'm not leading this cohort. You're leading the cohort. It wouldn't make any sense uh, for me to lead it. So just in case that question, it was a question in my mind. So I, I, I just had to say it, you know, just, just in case. Yeah, but let's, let's dive one more question in, into the mastermind and then start to round out this episode. But, uh, you know, maybe somebody's listening for the first time and they're like, what the heck are these two talking about? So can you just, yeah, share what, what, you know, the mastermind is to you and maybe how you've changed by being definitely in the top 10. You've, we've worked together now for five years. It's crazy to even say that out loud. Well, I know how important it is to me because pretty much the first words out of my mouth when you approached me with this special opportunity where was, um, the words were, I can't leave my mastermind. Like I have to be able to stay in my own mastermind group um, that I, I, I am so deeply committed to this process and uh, the group that I've been with for these um, past four years or so. I think in many ways for me, and I'm just going to speak for myself, it is easy to get stuck. Education is traditionally and historically not a place of adaptation and change and um, innovation in ways that I think just cultivate that culture for all of us. And so when I um, have been stuck, like in the places of too serious or at the corner of trapped in the tactical and overrun by the ordinary. I so appreciate how the mastermind group just nudges me over and over out of my stuck places and into the growth and fruitful places of my leadership. And it happens in small ways and it's, it's really wide ranging, but truthfully, I feel like Every meeting, I leave with a nugget of practical wisdom or action steps or reframing that's healthy or just something that's really tangible in my journey. And I am so grateful for those little nudges of my group and the ways in which we take really proven leadership principles and we apply them into the education context. And those are powerful learnings um, that are foundational and have been really essential for me moving forward. And I think, Danny, you use this word ruckus makers and ruckus making. And I love that you use that. And I think that's, that is the essence that we, we need for all of us um, to just to move education forward. And I love that this is a movement and it's, an, it's a grand invitation to be a part of what's coming in education. Uh, and that invitation is um, just a gift. So I'm really grateful. 
I'm grateful for you. So, uh, Kareen, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world just for a day, what would you put on that marquee? I think it's my just cause um, that I would want on there. And my just cause is to really champion the extraordinary potential that lives within each person and with each, within each student and within each teacher and educator and caregiver and also the extraordinary potential within each leader. And that unfolding of human potential is my just cause. I'm deeply committed to it. I love hearing people's stories and then being a part of that nudging uh, that I spoke about that's been so powerful for me in the mastermind. And in some ways, it's just like a pay it forward, right? I've received this gift and continue to receive it. And I just want to continue to be a part of that change making. So, um, and it's, I think, just really well aligned with my learn forward philosophy and that growth mindset um, that we continue to champion the extraordinary potential. And if you could build your dream school, you have no limitations. Your only limitation is your imagination. How would you build this dream school, Kareen? And what would be your three top priorities? I know you asked this question, Danny, and I feel un- underprepared for it. Nonetheless, I, I love dreaming, first of all. It, I think it unlocks really important magic. I don't know another word for it in the moment. So if, if anyone out there who's listening right now hasn't carved out some time to dream about what school could be, I, I encourage you to dream about that. I think my three priorities for uh, a school, they're more about culture, possibly, But I would dream of a school where students are held in this nest, which is a metaphor that I love, the tree, the nest, the birds. Um, They're held in this nest where their unfolding can happen in really organic and authentic and personalized ways and, and developmentally appropriate. So I dream of a school where students have that experience of being so well held that they're safe to step forward in the risk-taking that is learning. And the second thing that I would prioritize in my school is that teachers and, and paraprofessionals and staff and all team members at every level um, of the school community would feel cherished. And because their work is heroic and uh, and sacred, and I am so grateful. I'm so, so grateful. So I would want everyone to just feel cherished. And the third thing that I think I would prioritize, which is, which is emergent in my own life and my own practice, is that we would embody a spirit of playfulness and that learning would just be about playing with new ideas and trying things and failing and laughing and trying again and iterating and designing and dreaming 
And we would just really embody that playful spirit. So I think those would be my three priorities. I'm sorry they're not concrete, but I always, I often start from the big ideas like that. I love it. That's that's uh, perfect. And it makes me think, you know, the the vision event in Bollingen Tower and, you know, that's a place that we'll be dreaming too. So uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, but that's that's a live event uh, this summer for for school leaders to dream. What what could school be? Well, Kareen, thanks so much uh, for being my guest today on the podcast. We talked about a lot, but what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? I, I think it's you're invited. Uh, you're invited to join the mastermind. If you're a woman, you're invited to join our women's only mastermind that is taking its first steps and you're worth it. And a big part of my work in the world and my learn forward philosophy are these five most important journeys and worthiness is one of them. And believing in our own worthiness and investing in ourselves because we know we are worthy or we're learning that, (laughs) which has been my journey, is so, it's such a beautiful next step. And so I want everyone to remember that you are worthy and you are worthy enough to invest in yourselves. And the mastermind and the women's only mastermind is a great place to start. Uh, So you can find uh, that opportunity at Better Leaders, Better Schools. And for those of you who are women leaders, it's forward slash for women, all one word, F-O-R-W-O-M-E-N. Better Leaders, Better Schools, forward slash for women. Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.